Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're on those social network things there, doing fun stuff. And also listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system. Mike, it is today is we're recording on Tuesday, December 16th. Yes. We have not spoken two words other than to say, hey, we're going to talk about the NBA. And we're finally talking about the National Basketball Association tonight. Folks, I hope you enjoy it. We're going to probably stumble through some of this because we haven't done official NBA stuff, but Mike and I have been paying attention. And so, Mike, let's get into the NBA. Yeah, let's uh, let's go, buddy. Where it has been entertaining. It certainly has. The league where they've eliminated the walking violation and double dribble carry. You can do all that now. Uh, <laughs> Euro step, Russian step, Brazilian step, Brazilian <laughs> wax, whatever's going on there. In the uh, NBA. Walking to Boston, as they used to call it in the in the olden days. Oh yeah, Dave. Let's start right off with. Um, one of the most positive uh, and entertaining stories so far, and that's Steph Curry and his breaking oh, of the uh, three-pointers, career three-point made um, field goals. And uh, the other night in Madison Square Garden against the Knickerbockers, uh, he surpasses Ray Allen uh, for most career three-pointers made. Probably, Dave, what do you think? He's got five, six years left in his career, Steph. You know, maybe more. He's in tremendous shape. This oh, might be uh, yeah. a, a record that he runs away and uh, buries um, for years to come. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, where the state of three-pointers are in the NBA and where this record's headed? Well, uh, we had, I think we had talked the other day off air. Yes. I think this is potentially a record that as long as Steph Curry can stay healthy, this is one that could be put way out of reach, uh, despite the fact that there are uh, three-pointers are being put up at a pro prolific rate. Mm -hmm. I think this is one that could get put really, really far away. Mike, he broke Ray Allen's record in 511 fewer games 511 fewer games yeah that's and if, crazy if people think about ray allen uh he shot a lot of threes yep. it wasn't like he didn't shoot threes uh but it has completely changed things uh yep. watching the lakers game last night lebron takes like two steps past the half court line and pulls up uh i am not a fan of that uh, but that is what Steph Curry has done to the league is he has gotten so good at that between him and Dame Lillard. Really, those two uh, have stretched it so much now that, uh, Mike, what did you say? You heard Kendrick Perkins talking about uh, the threes the other day. Yeah, his, Kendrick Perkins has a son that's uh, playing AAU ball and he is shocked to see his son's teammates shooting these Steph Curry threes one or two steps over the half court. And uh, the coaches are kind of powerless to stop it because, you know, that's what's popular in the NBA. 
and uh, these kids have you know all the leverage on these AAU teams if their coach isn't going to let them shoot threes uh, they'll go somewhere else where where they can uh, and you know Perkins said you know my son of course isn't going to do that he'll be you know playing he'll be at the end of the bench with a sword behind um, if he shoots up a three like that but it's just crazy you know that these threes are getting uh, launched at a young age like that uh, Dave so there are three active players uh, on the top 10 list for career three-pointers obviously Curry uh, do you know who the other two are you already mentioned one right active yes in the top 10 you in the said? top 10 yeah oh not lebron james lebron's 11 so he'll probably Oof. be in the top 10 before the season's over that's crazy yeah that is crazy to think about yes oh i'm trying to think who uh clay thompson no nope. uh Oof. you said dame lillard already he's 10th oh Dame Willard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the number four currently, big number four, fat James Harden. Oh, yeah, he's uh, a good 450 <laughs> uh, makes behind Steph Curry, but still, yeah, you know the yeah. nature of his game. And and I'll give Harden a lot of credit. He's changed his game so much since he's gone to Brooklyn and isn't the you know, uh, number one scorer on the team and in his passing and team ball. If he played with that kind of team his whole career, he certainly wouldn't be up there in three point, uh, three yeah. pointers made, yeah. but still, uh, when you look at the top 10, you know, you know, Curry, Allen, Reggie Miller, Harden, Kyle Corver is fifth, Vince Carter at sixth. I'm re- was really surprised to see VC up there so high. Uh, Jason Terry, Jamal Crawford, Jamal Crawford, Paul Pierce, and then Dan. Mr. Assist himself, Paul Pierce. Yes, uh, riding the wheelchair into the tunnel of three pointers. Um, wow, crazy! I would not have put Paul Pierce up there. Uh, that is very, very surprising to me. Right. Uh, Twenty one hundred forty three. Yeah. Uh, and not bad at a 44 uh, percent. Oh, those are no. That's his field goal percentage, not his three point percentage. Yeah, 44 would be incredible uh, yeah. for three point range. But uh, you know, Steph Curry having um, an MVP season for sure. You know, tied Golden State's tie with Phoenix for best record in the league. Uh, and Dave, I, it's interesting to me. Um, that this Golden State team has kind of come full circle. Remember when they first started to get good and won a championship with with Steph and Draymond and Klay Thompson, they were so exciting to watch and, you know, ball movement and all the uh, court vision and hustle plays and all the things they do right. And then they brought in Kevin Durant. And I'm not saying that... um, he certainly made them a better team, but the style of the ball changed, and you really didn't root for them as much. And now, you know, uh, that Durant's long gone and Thompson's getting healthy and getting back to playing, Golden State's back to playing the style of basketball that's uh, super entertaining, super team-oriented, uh, really, you know, uh, scratches the itch for me of uh, team ball versus hero ball. Uh, and... Uh, 
I'm back to, you know, I wouldn't say I'm rooting for Golden State, but I'm certainly not uh, hate watching them anymore. Um, oh, yeah, you absolutely. Oh, yeah. Between them and Phoenix and, and the Suns certainly are playing equally well. You know, Golden State at 23 and five and Phoenix at 22 and five. Right. And they've had two. I think they've played at least two times already. Yep. Uh, they've had some good games uh, together and they both play very similar styles uh definitely harkens back uh looks a lot like the 1980s boston celtics uh just with a lot more speed i would say sure um but very you know and obviously the three-point shooting but just very similar uh it's a shame uh really when you think about getting to the playoffs that these two teams are in the same conference yeah uh and i'm not a proponent of just seeding everybody i like east versus west um and all of that and we certainly can talk about that later but yeah they they both play such great styles and golden state uh, you mentioned clay thompson he hasn't even played yet nope uh and it's going to take him a while to get back into it but i mean if he is even half of what he was at some point golden state is just yeah i don't know what you do with them uh but phoenix is keeping pace uh no doubt yeah absolutely and and another team only two games back is the utah jazz who uh, are at 20 and 7 and you know playing just very good consistent basketball and seems like I don't know if it's because their games are so late here on the East Coast and they don't get a lot of national uh, television time, um, but they're ten and four on the road uh, at home and ten and three on the road, uh, undefeated in their division, eleven two in their conference, um, really playing. Uh, you know, another team that plays solid team basketball and uh you know has some superstars in spider mitchell obviously and um the stifle tower in the middle but um just another team that's fun to watch and uh never seems to quite get the due that they're owed uh, probably because they haven't gone ahead and and uh won it all with this iteration of their roster but uh utah jazz uh certainly deserves some kudos out there buddy yeah, and they're they're scoring a lot. You know, they yeah. uh, a week ago now beat the Celtics with 137, scored 136 against Minnesota, uh, 123 against the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I mean, these some of these teams are teams that are struggling, but regardless, uh, they are certainly very very capable. We saw how good they were uh, in the regular season last year, uh, just scoring at such a high clip. Uh, but yeah, they're definitely uh, playing very, very well. Mike, the team for me that is just the head scratcher, and this is going to come as no surprise to you whatsoever, the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. What in the world? 11 and 18, Mike? Yeah. Uh, 11 and 18. Not cool. And they have lost seven games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's the serious struggle bus. Now, admitted, they did have the Clippers and Golden State and Phoenix uh, and a Memphis team that's playing good, even though they don't have John Morant right now. Right. Uh, they did play some good teams, but they are struggling mightily. Uh, and I just, 
I just don't get it. They're in eleventh place in the conference, would be out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like C.J. McCollum is never healthy uh, for long periods of time, and that their uh, roster has gotten weaker over the years. You know, last year they had Carmelo coming off the bench, and you know, being that irrational, confident sixth man. Um, you know, he's on to the Lakers this year. Uh, you know, they're rolling out Norm Powell and Larry Nance Jr., you know, in their starting lineup and, and guys like Covington and uh, Anthony Simmons, who are okay players, Dennis Smith Jr., but they're just not as deep as they used to be. And, and uh, one interesting trade proposal I heard uh, a couple of weeks ago um, would be a straight-up swap McCollum for Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie could play at home, um, being unvaccinated in Portland, and uh, the salaries match up, I guess, pretty well. And it would just be a, a, a shake-up. Um, wow. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not McCollum. Lillard for Kyrie Irving. Lillard for Kyrie Irving. Um, wow. Yeah. So that would be crazy. I would love to see Lillard on that Nets team. Um, oh, my goodness. That would be tremendous. <laughs> and uh, Kyrie out there in Portland, um, you know, it would be perfect for him. He loves to shoot the ball and, you know, dribble for 22 of the 24 seconds on the shot clock. Um, but, uh, yeah, this Portland team is certainly a head-scratcher, Dave. I'm glad you went there. Um, yeah, and Lillard, too, uh, Mike, if I'm not mistaken, that the talk from Lillard specifically has been he doesn't want to be traded. Right. No, he'd rather stay in Portland. So yeah. don't know if that's going to happen, but, wow, that would be uh, that would be a tremendous trade. Yeah. Um, I guess the questions would certainly would be, like, what kind of shape is Kyrie Irving in? I know he's had said he's going to continue to work out and do all these things and try to keep in shape, but he's not playing games. So right. uh, actually he is playing games, yeah, but not basketball games, but that's games. a whole different thing. Yes, definitely. Um, what else, Mike? What, other what about are... in the, in the West? Let's stay out there, buddy, with uh, the two teams that share the same building uh, and the same record Clippers and Lakers at 16 and 13. Uh, you know, neither one of them seems like they can get any traction on the season. Uh, you know, I know LeBron's been up and down injury, COVID protocol. Uh, Davis has been uh, up and down also with injury. Um, what have you seen out of your Lakers so far? And yeah, maybe touch a, on the game last night also. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not a lot of consistency, Mike. The, the lineup's been all over the place. You mentioned the injuries and the COVID stuff and literally like everybody's been out for something they haven't been able to play together mm -hmm. just these last couple of games now they've had the team that they thought they would have uh and to be honest new going in in the beginning of the year very much like when lebron went to miami with bosh and wade they struggled too, and they got it together by the end of the year and got to the finals. Sure. Um, I'm not saying the Lakers are going to get to the finals, but knew it was going to take them some time. Even in the game last night, Mike, uh, against the Mavericks, who didn't have Luka Doncic, he's still out. Uh, ankle injury, I think they yes. said. Yep. Um, the Lakers still struggled. Uh, 
uh, and they just kind of just just started playing well together uh, about halfway through the third quarter mm-hmm. um, and really just took off. Uh, Dallas, uh, way too reliant on the three. Oh, my gosh. They had so many chances last night to just get a, a back-breaking basket and put the Lakers away and just chucking up threes like it was nobody's business. Uh, but I was – and Russell Westbrook, I'm not – a big fan of his and he showed for me exactly why I'm not a big fan. So he had a stretch, uh, early in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. where three straight possessions comes down, drives in, throws up a bad shot, doesn't pass the ball, uh, thinks he gets fouled, throws his hands up. Uh, they run back the other way. Uh, so the floor is unbalanced. Uh, and, uh, my younger son, uh, who's 14 says they're going to take him out. I said, they're not going to take him out. They got a timeout. Sure enough, Westbrook's out. Um, and he sat for quite some time and then he came back in and he started to make some plays. Right. Uh, he had a really nice, uh, rebound inside off of a missed Anthony Davis attempt and he put it back. Uh, and then Mike has yeah, good hustle, you know, yeah. uh, what I was is a great play in overtime. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second, but, and I know Mike and I were both watching this game. Uh, the ending of regulation was as crazy a sequence as you're ever going to see both teams chucking up threes and missing them. You had LeBron shot one that didn't hit the rim. Anthony Davis shot one that didn't hit the rim. Wayne Ellington shoots one that doesn't hit the rim. And you just figure the Lakers were going to lose this game. And, you know, they're, the sh- shot goes up, the ball comes down, two Mavericks have it in the lane. And because it's so quick and anybody who's played basketball knows this can happen, uh, you've got your hands on the ball. You're not paying attention to whether it's your teammates or not. They're both trying to rip it away from each other. Yep. And what happens? The ball pops out. Uh, the Lakers get it. Uh, it swings around. It get Russell Westbrook in the corner, wide open. I thought for sure he was going to pass it. He drives into the lane. Oh no, that's the overtime. That's one. the overtime. This is uh, yeah, Wayne no, Ellington this, in the corner. Yeah, the, the corner. scramble. Right, the ball yeah. comes out to Ellington. Yep. Clock is running down. Unbelievable. Gets his feet set. Pump fakes. Watches Finney Smith go by and just jacks one up, hits it with two seconds to go. Uh, after Dallas had hit one on the other end uh, to break the tie yep. shortly before that, an absolute crazy sequence. Uh, just as crazy as you're ever going to see with the ball just going all over the place. Um, and so that was, you know, very redeeming for Ellington. Right. So uh, he hits sure. it and sends it to overtime. Sends it to overtime, yeah. And then the play that I was starting to describe, uh, you know, Westbrook at the at the three-point line, he drives in. I thought for sure he was going to take a bad shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is tied. He kicks it out to the rookie, mm. Austin Reeves, who sets his feet and fires and hits a three. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they were going crazy. Austin Reeves had some bad moments in this game, as you would expect from a rookie. Sure. Uh, 
but he started to grow. I mean, he made some nice plays in the fourth quarter in overtime, uh, you know, a couple of good rebounds, and, and, you know, five or six on the threes, including the game winner. Uh, just really nice to see. And they interviewed him afterwards, and he was just – you could tell he was just beaming oh, and grinning just, from ear to just ear, yeah. ear to ear. Yeah. And sure enough, you see that the post game and they go in and they dump water Gatorade all over him. And oh my gosh. Uh, Did you see uh, they interviewed LeBron before they put Reeves on camera and yes. he used Austin Reeves nickname, which is AR 15. AR 15. His, uh, Jersey number is 15 and yeah. Justine Anderson or whoever the court reporter looked at him like, you can't say, you can't reference a gun um, on the court like that. It was very, very interesting to see the PC police, you know, right there uh, oh. behind the microphone. Um, but uh, like you said, all credit to Westbrook. I think LeBron, AD, and Westbrook all had their hands on the ball in that final yes. sequence and uh, let Reeves shoot it and uh, win the game for him. Where did he go to school, Dave? I had to look it up. Any oh, clue? gosh. Did they say Oklahoma? Oklahoma. I had no yeah, idea. I heard, I heard it on the – I didn't either. I heard it on the broadcast. I did not remember him yeah. from Oklahoma. I didn't think he was a rookie. Uh, again, uh, you know, Mike and I are trying to get – get our hands on the NBA a little more and get a little more in depth. It was great. I don't get to see the Lakers a lot. What do you uh, think of their roster? Um, you know, you got Westbrook, Malik Monk, Rondo, Wayne Ellington, Avery, Avery Bradley, LeBron, of course, Kendrick Nunn's on the team, um, you know, Reeves, uh, Taylor, Talon Horton Tucker, Kent Bazemore. You know, they've got some players here, not to mention LeBron and AD and Carmelo. Yeah. You know, um, I think this roster, if they can get healthy and play together, you know, for a good 15, 20 games, um, they could do some damage, dude. I, I, I'm impressed with the roster and what they've done. What about yeah, you? I, I like it. I, I'm still nervous uh, about the age uh, of some of the players. That's uh, fair. Avery Bradley, though, is a tremendous defender oh, yeah. uh, and hits clutch threes. I, I'm glad that he's back uh, with the team. Um, and Wayne Ellington has had a couple of nice games here and during the season. He's sure. a nice punch off the bench. Uh, Carmelo didn't do much in this game, uh, but he has had some good games too coming off the bench. So they certainly have talent on the roster. Uh, they just need, like you said, more games together uh, to get them going. But that seem to be on the right track. We'll see now. They've got five guys in the uh, league uh, COVID protocol and they were all over each other in the locker room last night. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see more of that. Super spreader events. Yes. Uh, to say the least. And the Lakers are not the only team that's had that happen. The bulls had yeah. two games canceled. And uh, what did you say for uh, tonight? The, There's a team that only the Nets has have eight. The Nets have eight. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, yeah, it's really affecting teams all over. The uh, the Raptors are uh, going to 50% capacity in their arena. Uh, yeah, the COVID stuff hasn't gone away, even though we'd like it to. Uh, it's still having a major impact, certainly on the NBA. 
but Mike, so, let's talk about some teams in the East. Uh, I just wanted to hit real quick since we mentioned them as the Clippers, Dave. And oh, their, yeah, their roster. Got... No, that's okay. You got <laughs> Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Justice Winslow still knocking it down out there. I was surprised to see him the other night. Uh, wow. Luke, Luke Kennard, um, you know, one of the Morris twins is out there. Uh, you know, of course, you've got uh, preseason P. Uh, and Nicholas Batum, Serge Ibaka, you know, um, Kawhi, of course, is their anchor, although he always seems to be hurt for the last. Yeah, he hasn't played a lot. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, also 16 and 13, but from what I've seen from this team, seems to be heading in the opposite direction of the Lakers. They are so disjointed, so um no flow on offense for sure. Defense is optional at this point. Um, I am severely disappointed in the Clippers' inability to put a roster together that can really compete in the West with the, with the superstar. You know, the, the Kawhi Leonard when they signed him was the alpha male of the league. He had just won you know the championship in Toronto, and you know they brought in Eddie George, and you know you really thought they were going to make uh, a decent run, you know, uh, in the West here, and it just has not materialized and continues not to this season, buddy. Yeah, it's just they're just really a head scratcher team. You know, they right. they got to the conference finals and lost and. You know, then they get beat last year before that. And, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's really, it's really hard to, to figure them out. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, you could almost you could almost say same old Clippers, honestly. Yeah, you can. And I'm sorry, one more Western team we have to talk about just because of the news today. Uh, Zion Williamson. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and the Pelicans, dude. Yeah. Um, has a setback in his rehab hasn't played all year uh now they're saying another four to six weeks he's got soreness and uh his foot that was broken and um now the questions have to be start being asked dave uh because of his size and his explosion um is his career in trouble i mean really is his career in trouble uh at this point what do you think yeah, you know, it's starting to remind me, just while you were talking, reminds me a lot of Greg Odin. Same you name came Greg to my mind. Odin. Yep. Absolutely. Huge star, takes Ohio State to the championship game. Mm -hmm. uh, center, comes out, gets picked by the Trailblazers, and just never could stay healthy. Had foot problems and knee problems. And just, I mean, he was not anywhere near i think as talented as zion is but yeah it's really a question you know for the there was a lot of out there is bill walton same thing years ago years right ago, but, yeah. right um a lot of speculation when he came into the league is he too heavy is his body gonna hold up uh sad to say right now it's not right um and the pelicans are just a mess I, you know they had the coaching change and got rid of stan van gundy uh, and they just started out terrible. They're nine and twenty-one right now. Yeah, uh, th there's just a, a mess of a franchise, and they have talent on this roster, Mike. Absolutely. And we've talked about it for two years, but they just can't seem to get it together. And of course, not having Zion is a huge, huge blow to them. But yeah. Mike, did you see 
the end of their game last night. No. Um, and this is the Pelicans battling oh, the Thunder. I did. Uh, yep. The two bottom dwellers in the league. Yep. Uh, OKC gets a long three-pointer uh, to go ahead. Uh, like, just a really long chuck, like a Curry distance, but not Curry shooting it. And there's, like, Two seconds left, I think. 1.8, something 1. like 8, that. Yep. And, uh, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, you yeah. think the game's over, and they throw it into the Pelicans, and the guy does three-quarter court, and it goes off the glass and goes in. I, I mean, just that's the NBA for you. Uh, and the Pelicans, <laughs> the, the Pelicans went crazy, but both yeah. of those teams stink right now. They do. They do. So let's uh, get over to the East, as you suggested 45 minutes ago when uh, I kept cutting you off. Uh, you know, and and the cream of the crop, you know, in the East right now are, are the aforementioned Brooklyn Nets at 20 and 8. Um, you know, any team with a healthy Kevin Durant is automatically a championship contender. And I almost think uh, if he wins another championship, you're going to start having to talk about him in best players uh, in NBA history conversations. I'm not saying he's up in the top 10 even, but you gotta, you got to start throwing his name around and put a little more respect on it. Uh, the guy is just a tremendous, tremendous scorer. Um, and this Nets team, um, despite all the off-court issues with Kyrie, uh, has really gelled together nicely. LaMarcus Aldridge, Dave, has turned back the clock and and really um, gelled with this team. He's averaging 14 points a game, 5.7 rebounds. Uh, You know, that's uh, more than they can ask for in the center position there. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they kind of added him on as like an afterthought, I I was thinking, but... uh, He's really well, he had he retired last year. Right. right. You know, I saw him in a in, in a game early in the season and I was like, wait a minute, I thought he was retired. <laughs> but no, no, not retired and uh still playing and still doing uh you know things that he needs to do there. Yeah. Uh, Patty Mills having a great season. Uh, you know, he plays bounced around a little, uh kind of had a claim to fame with uh, the Spurs. Spurs, a few years yep. ago, you know, uh, nice, nice roster. Uh, I like Nicholas Claxton, the center, backup center to Aldridge as well. He comes in and just energy and rebounds and block shots and gives them that spark off the bench with the second team. Uh, so this team, Dave, uh, the Nets really, uh, like I said, cream of the crop in the East right now. What do you think? Yep. Oh, no doubt. They are playing very, very well. Uh, and it's funny you had mentioned Kyrie Irving. Like that's a name that I haven't heard in weeks. Right. You know, Why it's you? besides the you know what you're talking about this trade thing that just came out. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the Nets because they're winning. You're not hearing about it. Uh, but I, I mean, they haven't heard a peep about Kyrie Irving. So mm-hmm. from the Nets' perspective, uh, honestly, I think that's that's a good thing for them. They've been able to focus on who's playing, who's on the court, uh, and really, uh, yeah, right now, well, they're two games ahead of uh, the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. Yeah. Crazy to say that, but That's yeah, true. the Bucks uh, at 19 and 11, 
they're just doing what they do, Mike. Sure. Uh, I've seen a couple of their games, and it's it's more of the same with them. Uh, what I do like, and I, I'm not surprised by this, uh, with Bobby Portis's uh, run of good games in the playoffs, he has taken that into this season and really has uh, established himself very nicely. Uh, you really had, can start to count on him yep. uh, with his jump shot. And uh, I just really like it. He's really taken it kind of to the next level. He's up to 15.6 points and nine rebounds, shooting 47% from the field. Uh, he's been a really, really nice uh, addition for them. Uh, not just a couple of baskets off the bench kind of guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, Giannis stays healthy. Uh, and, you know, these guys will, will be right there uh, in the playoff hunt. Uh, you know, too early to even think about playoffs yet. But, you know, um, Bucks doing what they've done the last couple of years. Uh, and you're right, it is weird to say defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. But... Uh, also weird to say, Dave, is uh, the Chicago Bulls are right on their heels in their division. Uh, when you look at this roster uh, in the offseason, it was like, all right, it's a decent collection of talent, but, you know, can they really compete? You know, you got uh, Lonzo Ball and Colby White uh, at point guard. You got Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, uh, the former Laker, uh, who's probably considered the sixth man of the year at this point. Um, for the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan's on this team, Derek Jones Jr. You know, they, they've got a nice, oh, uh, Vukicic, I can never say his name. Uh, yeah, Vukicic. Uh, yeah, him too. Uh, yeah, and he was he was one of the, the big deals at the trade deadline last year. That's right. Um, and the Bulls did make a bunch of trades after they were out of it right. uh, at the trade deadline. And now they're starting to see, they're really starting to, uh, reap the fruit, if you will, um, of all of those moves. Billy Donovan uh, coaching there has mm-hmm. them playing very, very well. Uh, yeah, and it's it's weird because the Bulls just seem to have disappeared for quite some time. Yeah, and the Cavaliers too having a nice season so far at eighteen and twelve. Uh, you know, right there in that same division. But the team that's so disappointing, Dave, is those Indiana Pacers. Uh, really oh. surprised uh, at 12 and 18, uh, nine and seven at home, three and 11 on the road, buddy. That's not getting it done at all. Uh, you know, they've got Lavert. I don't know when they traded for Lavert. You know, and I know he had the whole cancer scare last year and all of that. Uh, I really thought he was going to take the next step into superstardom, and it just hasn't happened. Um, for whatever reason, uh, you know, and Sabonis down low, uh, it's not a big man's league anymore. He's a really nice player down low, but it's not winning basketball right now. Miles Turner is kind of a one-trick pony with the blocked shots. He's great at it, um, but this team, um, very, very disappointing right now. A lot of basketball left, of course, Um but still, uh, the Pacers at 12 and 18, uh, not getting it done, buddy. No, no, you're right. They are not. And they definitely have some talent. 
I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. you know, was somebody that they had gotten at the trade deadline. You've got, you know, Syracuse University product O'Shea Brissett. Uh, there it is. There it is. Uh, He's not doing what he did at the end of last season, only five points, three rebounds right now. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talent on this roster, Mike, and they they definitely should be doing better. Uh, TJ Warren has been somebody who's been, I think, disappointing. He had – oh, he hasn't even played this year. Right. Uh, So, yes, disappointing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but coming out of NC State, really thought he was gonna, you know, be a really good player. So, right. yeah, the Pacers struggling a bit. The Hawks just fourteen and fourteen. You know, another team that you know had a really nice playoff run last year and uh, just middling right now. Probably uh, a little bit of a hangover from their deep run last year. Um, you know, we saw that with the Heat from the previous season. Uh, you know, really struggled last year, and, and they're off to a decent start for um, where they're at um, with their roster. So they'll they'll be around uh, to contend with. But uh, Dave, the New York Knickerbockers, dead last in the Atlantic Division at 12 and 16, and everyone's trying to you know make a magic trade or you know swallow a magic pill to make them better. And it's just not that simple. Um, we saw, you know, they signed Evan Fournier in the offseason. And uh, he was on my Celtics there the second half of the season last year. And he just um, isn't the player he used to be. It probably was overrated, um, you know, coming into that to begin with. No, I don't 40% un- from the field, Mike. Ouch, babe. Yeah. That is not good. Uh, a lot of Knicks fans around here are calling for more Obi Toppin uh, in the lineup, and it does seem like every time he's in there, um, you know, he makes some really good basketball plays, and he's a team player. Uh, you know, a lot of hero ball on this Knicks team, and you know that was the complaint last year, and it's not gotten any better. Uh, and you know, they signed Kemba Walker in the off season. And uh, he's already buried on the bench, um, mostly because, you know, the coach is not going to let anybody get away with not playing defense. And Kemba's never been accused of playing defense. So, um, (laughs) oh, touche. That's an issue for them. Um, Yeah, definitely a struggle. When you look at Mike, they're five and 10 at Madison Square Garden. I mean, seriously that is really really awful um and they've lost four in a row you know they they were doing okay for a little bit but yeah i'm with you mike uh you'd like to see them uh playing better um and a team that's just continuing to be awful mike the detroit pistons oh yeah hopefully let's make this the only time we talk about the pistons this year Four and 22, they have lost 12 games in a row, and they're bad, Mike. Isn't uh, your boy Syracuse alone, Jeremy Grant, have a hurt thumb and struggle? I don't know if he's even playing right now. And uh, I believe he's one of the few pieces of talent they have on that roster. So uh, not not good for Detroit. I agree. Let's, Let's move off of them. Dave, you want to let's take some uh, a look at some of the individual leaders uh, in the NBA. 
Uh, of course, the most glamorous one is points per game. Uh, Kevin Durant, currently 29.6, uh, leading the league. Giannis is second with 27 points a game, uh, tied with Trey Young uh, with an even 27. Steph Curry's at 26.9, and uh, Jokic uh, for Denver is 26.6. And no real surprises there, right? I mean, uh, no. Durant averaging 30 points a game uh, is special. Um, the way and, he does it. Go ahead. Yeah, and and really doing well. I mean, shooting fifty two percent from the field, thirty seven percent from three. Wow. Uh, you know, seven point eight rebounds, five point eight assists. Uh, he's having an MVP year. Uh, there's just there's no way just, around there's it. No way. There's no way around it. Uh, he is just having a tremendous year. Yep. Uh, rebounds per game, Rudy Gobert, uh, 14.7 rebounds per game. That's uh, super, super impressive. Uh, Jokic at 13.6, Capella at 12.9, Valanciunas at 12.1, and Sabonis at 11.9. So, um, you know, the big man still getting the rebounds. And, and the great thing about Gobert to me is his ability to outlet pass. He's not Wes Unseld, but he's not uh, bad at it either. Um, can really, you know, start that Utah break and uh, get Mitchell and those guys up and down the court. So uh, field goal percentage, Gobert is also leading at 738 I guess when you get every rebound, um, it's easy to go up and dunk the ball, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, get those close shots. He's not a big man that you're going to see venture out to uh, the three-point line. So um, good on him. Nope. He's setting screens, but that's about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Paul leading the league in, in assists per game at 10.3. Uh, and James Harden in second place at 9.6. And I – as I said before, that's impressive to me that he's adapted his game uh, to show his passing ability and things, especially when he was in Houston, uh, they weren't asking him to do. And um, it, he's really uh, accentuated uh, Kevin Durant's abilities well there. So good for them. Uh, Miles Turner blocks per game at 2.86. That's, uh, that's something special for sure. Uh, Mo Bamba. I forgot he was in the league, dude. Mo Bamba uh, for Orlando uh, at 2.2 a game. Um, and then there's your boy, Alex Caruso. I wanted to get to this. Uh, 2.17 steals per game. Uh, really found a great wow. niche there in Chicago. And like I said, sixth man of the year at this point um, for me. Uh, Steph Curry, of course, is most three-point field goals made. Uh, at 145 second place is buddy healed someone else i forgot was in the league <laughs> at 102 per game or 102 uh, for the season buried out there in sacramento yeah yeah <laughs> so um so i don't think there's anything crazy you know out of the ordinary with any of these individual leaders um as far as uh so far this season um of course the nba dave has uh their classic uh, Christmas um, schedule, Christmas Day, oh, is yeah. wall NBA, um, kind of the unofficial start to the season where people really start paying attention, NFL starting to wind down, and, um, you know, the extended preseason, if you will, that 
they've been playing since October um, goes by the wayside and, and the NBA kicks into gear. So anything else you want to talk about, buddy, in the NBA going on so far? <coughs> Any major storylines um, that we've missed? You know, obviously, you know, the Kyrie thing um, and his unwillingness to take the vaccine, which is his right, uh, but it's hurting his team. Um, you know, that was a storyline for a long time. Uh, Zion being hurt is a huge, huge issue. Um, Philadelphia not not getting it done yet. Uh, and the Ben Simmons issues there. Uh, they got to do yeah, something. That's, that's one that we haven't talked about at all. And, yeah, the Ben Simmons is just a real challenge. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't been traded yet, honestly. Yep. I thought it'd get done before the season started. Uh, which doesn't happen. Uh, Embiid has been out a little bit. Uh, Sixers at 15 and 14 sit in seventh place in the conference right now. Mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely a major storyline. They were the top team in the East last year. Yep. So they've certainly taken quite a tumble. I agree. Um, the other thing that I saw, Mike, is uh, Anthony Edwards, so the number one pick from last year, Good call. Uh, became the youngest player in the league to hit 10 three-pointers in a game. Yeah. And uh, helped them uh, beat Jokic and the Nuggets the other night. 10 of 14 uh, from three. And just uh, it's just great to see the young guy, you know, get some shots up and... and Put a that's probably really his first serious stamp yeah. uh, on a game. I mean, I, he had some dunks last year that were nice, but uh, 38 points uh, in a win against the Nuggets, I think, is his signature NBA moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think he's a nice young player, and he's the kind of guy that, like, three years from now, all of a sudden he's going to be an all-star, and we're going to be like, whoa, he's finally, you know, reached his potential. You forget how young these kids are, even, you know, one and done in college. They're coming out at 19 years old and uh, the bodies are still um, forming and, and you know, still growing and putting on muscle mass and stamina and working on their games. So um, Anthony Edwards, certainly one to keep an eye on. So, uh, Dave, I think, you know, that's our first uh, dip in our toe into the warm waters of the NBA uh, here. And uh, as we go forward, obviously, we're going to uh, hit on this more often. We'll check in with fan favorite Steve Gross in the Midwest and uh, Jeremy out in the West Coast. And, you know, we'll find somebody kicking around New York City maybe to, uh, you know, talk to about the NBA. Um, but, uh, you know, tune in to, especially the Christmas Day slate, you know, is always a, a fun watch, you know, in between opening presents and uh, your eggnog comas in the afternoon. Um, and, you know, just keep an eye on these storylines and, and things that continue to develop. Uh, we will as well. Uh, check us out on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're trying to communicate more with our fans, so we'll be out there putting polls out, um, you know, looking for fan reaction. And, of course, uh, download us, subscribe, and uh, give us five stars at Think Tank Sports, where we strive for five. <laughs>